one of the first first couple of clubs to give me work was a club called Kazi's and Newport News and Richmond Funny Bone. Both allowed me to host early in my stand-up career. And um, the first time I hosted at Richmond Funny Bone, you know, you want to make a good impression because that's like an A-list club. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Bro, it went so bad. And and, and, and Richmond Funny Bone, it's been redone now. Yeah. So I haven't been since it's been redone. Okay. But back in the day, if you bombed at Richmond Funny Bone, um, you could always hear the air blowing. <laughs> <laughs> like the HVAC would yeah. be super loud because people wouldn't be. So yeah. it was just like... Like you be like, so what y'all think about paper plates and tariffs? Thank you for tuning in to the Joker Day podcast. My name is Lionel Harris, a comedian, writer, occasional actor, and some other things. Uh, this podcast is a special episode because we should have did this from the beginning, uh, but comedians can be counterproductive or counterintuitive might be the word here and we didn't realize it till we started going and we probably should tell people who we are and why they should care about this podcast so we're gonna begin with my co-hosts why don't you tell them who you are man yeah that should talk to y'all over here. Yeah. uh my name is david griffin um professional father uh amateur comedian um you know i'm just uh uh, squirrel in this world trying to get a nut. Oh man, <laughs> that's, that's who you are. Let's keep it real. Yeah, like. just keep it real out here. You know, we're trying to, you know, we're just trying to talk at y'all. You know, hope y'all enjoy it. You know, uh, give y'all some comedic perspective on things. I don't know. I don't know what else you want to know about me. Um, well, we get into that. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm aggressively it, handsome. Like, yeah, you should you should fall back. It's too much aggression. I feel it. Aggressively answered. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Yeah, so we could win back the LGBT community who we lost on the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, oh, because of Chick Fil A. Yeah, Chick Fil A. Terrible. What made you? Uh, what made you decide to get into comedy? Why? Why did you? Uh, what made me decide to get it? Well, I mean, I, it was it was mostly because I was handsome enough that I didn't have a good work ethic okay you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i was i could skate by all my looks yeah and my charm right yeah but i got to a point where that didn't work so i had to find something that was, <laughs> it's like that transition from yeah, high school like, to college yeah it's like, you can't it's have like, the same high right, study it's like, habits you it's know? like going from being like a professor like michael jordan when he retired you know what i'm saying you got to transition into something new mm-hmm. you know because you was great for so long and then you got to figure out, okay, what, you know, what other talents do I have that could be useful? Yeah, once you had that 45 on your back, that's what you said. Right, once once your jersey, you can't say 23 no more. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Exactly. But, nah, it was a, it was a typical, uh, you know, funny kid, uh, always inappropriate, always yeah. being funny in moments you're supposed to be serious. And I would always lighten, lighten the load of the room. Like you know what I'm saying. Take the tension out of the room with jokes. Yeah. You know, always being funny, always being funny in crowds. Never, like I, you know, I hate one-on-one situations. That's not, like I don't like, you know, unless I know you. Like I'm not the type of person to have 
one on, but in front of a crowd of people, mm-hmm. oh, that's when I'm the most comfortable in a crowd full of strangers. When did you first know you was funny? Uh, I think it was. I think it was pretty early on. Like I knew I was funny to, uh, like groups of people that I didn't know. Probably when I started elementary school, because mm-hmm. that was you know that's one of the first experiences you have with kids that you don't know. You trying to adjust and learn how to be you know in in a new environment and humor was my way in you know with other kids uh but i come from like my family funny like i got a bunch of funny people in my family so it was kind of like you know that was just the way that we were you know around each other but i didn't realize how you know how well that translated to you know strangers like people outside thought we was hilarious, right. you know what I'm saying? But we just thought we was just being normal. I realized that that wasn't the norm. It was for y'all. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for Superman, flying is normal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Swag. Like, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't realize that, you know, everybody wasn't impervious to bullets. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you bleed. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's different. <laughs> oh, you be bleeding. You walk everywhere you go? <laughs> you don't that's, never float. That's weird. Nah, I asked you some questions, you know what I'm saying? I'll go put ahead. you on the spot, brother. Go ahead. You know, uh, what was your first bit that you wrote for comedy? My first bit, when I decided you, to do stand-up, that, I actually remember this. Yeah. When I decided to do stand-up, my first bit was about, uh, I've, like I felt I took the perspective we could end terrorism <laughs> we could end terrorism by uh what was it it was either I, I think it was by giving by giving terrorists paper plates it was something stupid it was real like <laughs> it was paper plates it was something to that effect because it was like I was saying basically it was it was the perspective of like like if if terrorists had roommates, what was how was that? I only remember. I just remember it was paper plates and terrorism, and it was like basically they would get pissed at each other over like random stuff of living together or whatever, yeah. and then just take each other out. It was something stupid right. like it was, that. It was, <laughs> it was a, but that was the first like bit I remember writing. Yeah. Um, when I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this stand up thing, but it was so random. Yeah. That's and that's what, the way my mind worked. Yeah, my mind is super random. <laughs> Go ahead, terror. Paper, plate paper plate plates. diplomacy. That's what I think I called the joke. Paper plate diplomacy. It was like, okay. That's how we. Yeah, that's, that's how we saw. Yeah, yeah. I was on some other stuff, bro. I think I could have. I think if I would have popped earlier, like if I was, because I was a kid when it came out. Yeah. But I think I probably would have like. Even I didn't watch it. I think I could have wrote for a show like Seinfeld or something like that. Because my mind is kind of just that just yeah, random, that like random. Uh huh. That's crazy. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> So what's weird about me is like I've heard the comparison like um like white people have the freedom to write more observational humor because they don't gotta deal with racism and things like that. But my mind just be going a mile a minute because I'm writing both. I'm writing yeah. observations and right you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. observations about racism. There that was that's that's a lot of my earlier jokes was like uh like the man who invented racism was doing laundry. Uh a lot, yeah. <laughs> Because as soon as he separated the whites from the colors, he was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All my jokes was like random stuff like that. So it was yeah. observation mixed in with like, I don't Cause know. Because you, you, typically if you mix 
back then if you mix the colors yeah. and the white, you would ruin. You ruin. You, you ruin your whites. You, the master race. <laughs> the master. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep it pure. Yeah, bro. you put that. You put that red sock in with your white shirts. Yeah, they, they, then people think you celebrating breast cancer awareness. You know what I'm saying? You extra pink. Either that or you uh, New York uh, blood. Because they was wearing pink in the '91 dollar dip set. Now then, when they wearing pink. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, so I'm going to fire one back at you. What thing, either are you really good at it, did you enjoy, but it's like your secret shame? Like you wouldn't let nobody know it when you was younger? Yeah. And you, maybe as an adult, you still don't let people know. Like, this, like something that you really like, this, like, I guess it appeals to you or that it's like you're really good at it or something? Oh, that's a, bro, that's a good question. Um, something that, I'm secretly ashamed. That like you, you couldn't let people know when you was younger. Maybe you grew and you you are right now, yeah. or maybe you not now. But you couldn't let people know when you was young because it won't cool that you was in, either you was into it or you really good at it. Uh, dang, that's good. Uh, something I was really really into when I was young, but I couldn't let nobody. I'll say this. Okay, All right. I was into. I was into gospel music, and I didn't, but I didn't listen to rap. So, like, so that was kind of like a, like a secret shit. Cause you know, I can't yeah, go to, yeah, yeah. I could go to school, and you know, tell them talk about the last <laughs> yeah. job he kids. Right, 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 <laughs> you right. You know right. what I'm saying? I could talk to, talk to my friends about uh, that John P. Key album right, while right, they right, talking right. about a tribe called Quest, and I don't know, I had no idea. The tribes like, you knew was the twelve yeah, tribes of Judah. That's what my tribe. I was like, "What tribe you talking about?" I don't know. Why ain't no tribe of Joseph? I never figured that out. It's like Q-Tip. Who is that? He wasn't one of the He wasn't one of the sons. He wasn't one of Israel's sons. Come on, man. I don't know that boy. Yeah. So, like that's so, and you know that that and that all the back. You know, I was singing in the choir. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know, I used to love singing, but I wasn't gonna do that in front of my friends. Like, right, 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 right. It's like, nah, you ain't. You know. It's funny you should say that because you know what? I, I had this thought, and it's probably the same thought when I was thinking of this question because I yeah. thought about this when we did this episode. But I was like, I think about somebody like Denzel Washington, right? Yeah, considered one of the greatest actors of all time. But when you learn about his past, like he seemed like he was like a roundaway dude. He was a hooper in New York. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He looked like he had some kind of respect, a street cred, an edge on him or something yeah. like that. But I'm like, he won't around there talk about what light through yonder window breaks my <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like he won't but he is Shakespeare in that Exactly. Stage chair, all that. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, that's I wonder he slipped up one day and was just like, instead of giving somebody a middle figure, he's like, I bite my thumb at thee. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what <laughs> but see, no. I had we shared that because I told you, I did, I did. My my well, my aunt made me sing. I didn't want to sing. Yeah, I wanted to play the drums. Yeah, <clears throat> and eventually, like I wanted to so badly because I couldn't sing, and I wanted to so badly that I actually I'm the reason why my church got drums. Okay, because I was so young that they were impressed. 
then I actually I sat down, I did research, I took notes, compared prices, and did a presentation to the pastor. Oh, okay. For as, the a kid, as a little yeah, kid, to add it to the budget, bro. <laughs> and they were just like, they were so wild that I was like, I don't want to sing no more. <laughs> give me, give me some drums, God. Something. You That's know what I should have did that. I see. I, I wish I would have did something like that. Maybe. I couldn't sing though. So yeah, I didn't. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't want to be in a choir. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. I was. You know, I had. But you say you did. You enjoyed it. I enjoyed it eventually. Early oh, on, grew, early, yeah, you. I grew into it. Like you know, okay, what I'm saying I got you put, you. when I got you, you get put in something like that when you little, you like I don't want to do this. But then eventually, like you can't wait till choir rehearsal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You singing. I wish I could sing, um, and I mean, I I am a musician and I did like write music and there's a period and all that where I did all of that. And um, but letting people hear that, uh, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Oh, yeah. you know what? I tried. I did try. Yeah, I did. Told I told you yeah, I went recently, yeah, yeah. but that's been just recently this year. Yeah. But my secret, I think mine was related to music too, because I like movies so much. When I was a kid, film and television, I think, was like comforting to me. Yeah. So. Like to the point, like now, where I'll go back and play theme songs to shows, just to like fall asleep or something. Sometimes, like it don't matter what the show, because I ain't have to watch it. Yeah. But I just remember like the Cheers theme will come on, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like it just make me feel good. You all, yeah, you Golden Girls, yeah, yeah, that. That make me yeah. feel good to hear the jingles, like to hear the opening song. And um, but because I love that stuff so much, I, I had a broad taste in music. So yeah. I like music because it was in films. Yeah. So that means I knew a lot of like random what we would call white people music when we was kids. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. And I, but I really liked the stuff. But I liked it. <clears throat> like I said, film really gave me like a broader taste. Stuff that really like, like what had me like completely get my black card revoked. So I couldn't let people yeah, know that yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah, that's not. Nah, that's not okay. Mm -mm. Like, how did you bounce back? Like, have you ever bomb? First, of all, okay, have you ever bombed at a show, mm -hmm. or like early on in your career? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you bounce back from the first time a show didn't go well? Like, you know what I'm saying? Were you? Uh, this like, actually, it's a good story. This I got a shout out a friend of mine. Um, one of the first first couple of clubs that gave me work was a club called Kazi's and Newport News and Richmond Funny Bone, both allowed me to host early in my stand-up career. And um, the first time I hosted at Richmond Funny Bone, you know, you want to make a good impression because that's like an A-list club, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Bro, it went so bad. And and, and and Richmond Funny Bone, it's been redone now, yeah. so I haven't been since it's been redone. Okay. But back in the day, if you bombed at Richmond Funny Bone, um, you could always hear the air blowing. <laughs> <laughs> like the HVAC would yeah. be super loud because people wouldn't be. So yeah. it was just like, like you'd be like, so what y'all think about paper plates and terrace? <laughs> That's all you would hear, right? You see a tumbleweed going yeah, across bro, the bro. So I was up there. I mean, I'm talking like I'm I'm on. I'm probably shouldn't drive. Like that's how. Like I'm down. And my boy was like, uh, shout out to my boy Jai Tola. He was a regular there out of Richmond. We actually went to school together and kind of like reunited in comedy. Like I met him later. Okay. But he was like, nah, you need to go do a mic <clears throat> with me after the show. I was like, bro, I don't 
I want to live. <laughs> like, like, I don't think living is an option anymore. Yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You just go do this mic. And um, he took me to this mic in Richmond. And, bro, when I say, like, and I'm trying to keep this clean, but I don't know another way to say it. I did not give a f- like at that point. Like, I just did not care. So I went in that joint, and I was talking. Here's for real. The bit was my my material was about Snow White. No, 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 no. Who had the who had the Cinderella? Okay. The, the evil stepdaughter, stepsisters, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I did a whole. I did five minutes on Cinderella and killed, murdered, because I just did not care. Yeah. Like I was talking it's like some crazy. <laughs> dad made her standards get set low, right? Because, all right, girls, two young ladies and one young ladies over here, if you, if a man wants to date you and his name is Prince Charming, he's a pimp, okay? I want you to understand that. I want you to understand. This profile asks you if you like taking long walks on the block or clapping dollars. Don't ask me why. I know that's right. Like I said, my mind is all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, and and then bro, it, it was something like some of my greatest comedic moments have been and when I was at my lowest. Yeah, that, that's that's crazy how that happened. Yeah. Like when you just don't care, you'd be like, I don't care about nothing, and you just destroy the room. Like that's. It's so weird how that happens. Got big laughs, and I was, yeah. I was, I was depressed, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not, I was not okay. It's almost like depression is a necessary component. <laughs> it's of, the magic ingredient, comedy. bro. Yeah. It's like it's miracle growth for yeah. comedy, bro. Every so time. you just got right back. So you just went, after bombing, you just went right back. You just immediately, like immediately after like, the show. It was like if I drank it too something too strong, that that was my chaser. Like I just had a chaser. Yeah. yeah. Like I meet and it was good advice. Yeah. If you can, like go as soon as you can because then it keeps the thoughts. Oh yeah. That's now it backfired because another friend of mine, he just happened to him. I took him with me to Kazi's. And his set ain't go the way he wanted to. I was like, yeah, you got to come. And I took him to another mic, Tap House, which I think is okay. where I met you. Okay. At Tap House. Yeah. And it also didn't go well. And I was like, oh, what happened to the Miyagi wax on, wax off moment with me? <laughs> like, both hurt. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's always been my method, too. Like, if, if I bomb, I'm going somewhere immediately. Like, you know what I'm saying? I need to go find, even if it's like, if I, if I can't get there the same night, I'm going as soon as possible to another mic or another show or something to try to. <laughs> it helps. Like, it's a cleanse. Yeah. It's like, it's like you ugh. gotta, you <laughs> you gotta like um, purify yourself in the yeah, waters a, of a good sense. Honestly, that's how I feel about like when when I, you know you do multiple mics in a night. Like the first one I go to. Like, I kind of expect it to be like a warm-up. Yeah, like that one that's going to be like, ugh, and it's going to get you to that point where it's like, okay, I'm going to the next one. I don't care. I'm just going to, you know. And then, you know, you do like three mics in the night. The third one be the one that's like, you know, that's the one that, yeah. It sings. Yeah. It sings, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, um, what made you decide to do the podcast? This one? Yeah. Because you asked me. 
you know, I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be fun. You know what I'm saying? It was like hanging out, talking to other comics, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Doing what we do, like at the end of the show, how we, you know, like try to workshop a bit. Like I enjoy all of that. The process of like building sets and all that. It's being in a room with other creative people. I think yeah. meeting you was the first, <clears throat> was one of the more collaborative things, and I volunteered. Like, the thing about me, like, I'm okay to collaborate, but when people, like, I'm a hard worker, and if people yeah. ain't on the same wave with me, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it angers me. <laughs> so, <laughs> actually, that's why, me. that's what it does, bro. <laughs> Which is why I'm doing stand-up, because I'm a filmmaker. Yeah, I told you how much I love <laughs> right, film and movies. Right. But I got tired of trying to organize crews. Like, I set this whole, we set this thing up alone. I ain't got no crew, and I got tired of, like, people flaking and everything yeah. and having excuses and I just like that's why I'm doing improv yeah I'm too selfish at this point bro I'm tired of yes. like asking other people like be good too well, I like, just I, yeah I don't do improv cause I don't want nobody <sighs> making me kiss somebody that I don't want to yeah, kiss <laughs> cause I see that happen a lot it in does improv. happen right it's like, like, oh my butt. Yeah. I think I need a kiss here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you got a yes and <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you do. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, bro. I can't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I need more control. It's control. Yeah, like, I, I can't because yeah. I can't, you know, I don't I don't want unpredictable partners. It, right. <laughs> that's how but but I, I think it was definitely a difference in my writing once I started like we intentionally tried to write and we did this thing and I comedians if you haven't tried this we did this thing where we intentionally wrote on the same joke every day for like what seven days we just kept yeah we did it. for like at least a week yeah and yeah. just doing that it, you got you trim the fat so much faster yeah. as opposed to just going to different joke different joke different joke like if you keep writing on the same thing and you got somebody else holding you accountable, it was a good exercise. Yeah. And I noticed the difference in my writing. I got some really good bits out of doing that. Yeah. So, but so thank you for that. I give you credit, what credit is due, yeah. for that. That was no. I mean, that was us the collaborative yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I just, look, I'm trying. I'll be trying to find ways to stretch myself and 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 you know get out of the same because you know you can fall into the same routine of writing. And then your stuff is like to me, my stuff, you know, started to feel stale. So I was like, man, I need somebody else that I feel like can challenge me, you know, to do something better. It's like we can push each other. That's what I mean, because, you know, iron sharpening iron. Right. Gotta push you. I, I push you, you push me, hold me accountable. Let's, you know, build on these bits. Yeah. I got the whole section in my. Yeah, you got yeah. three years of jokes. You did. <laughs> yes. I told you about that. You just need to just run yeah. an open mic, and you all twenty five people on the list. Yeah, just run that's, what, that's, 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 that's what you need to do. Yeah. But all right, in closing, I'll say this: Is, is there something you want to say? Uh, no. Nah. Okay. <laughs> in closing, I'll say this: This is why I decided to do this podcast, and I'm gonna keep it all the way real with everybody if anybody's listening this is real right here uh -oh. this is what i've learned about the comedy business either you gain a following through social media and you don't know how to do stand-up and you but you got like you're selling out clubs and you have to learn on the spot how to do it if that's what you want to do because you got to figure out something to capitalize on your following 
or you learn stand up and then you on the back end you have to learn how to create a following and i'm in the latter you know i went the stand up route and i feel like i've you know worked hard this joke a day thing was a challenge to myself to write and perform every day for a year and you know, i did like a lot of crazy things to push myself and be great but <clears throat> it's like it doesn't matter if you can't put butts in seats so i started this podcast to put butts in seats i wanted hopefully i was like hopefully if i do this and it take off then i can do two i don't gotta be out here selling like i don't need a million followers i just need faithful thousands <laughs> even faithful hundreds yeah, like if it's if it's a thousand followers but all a thousand of them buying tickets then yeah i'm good i don't need the i just want to be able to do what i love to do and um and have it actually not be feeling like I'm putting it out into a vacuum. So that's why I'm out here. I ain't trying to say you no know, fanfare, nothing, no wolf tickets, or nothing crazy. I'm trying to get people to come to a show. So hopefully y'all enjoyed the first season. Um, your response is going to be contingent upon whether we do a season two. Uh, if we get numbers and people act like they're interested, we'll keep taping. Yeah. And uh, I just did people around the way in the scene now. But I'll get people on the road. I'll get bigger names. I'll do all of that. But right now, I need just to get some traction. So that's it. Yeah. Like and subscribe and follow and all of those things that people usually ask you to do at the beginning of these videos. <laughs> we do it. <laughs> I probably should. Yeah, they say you're supposed to record a hook. Be yeah. Like, I like today, you know, we're going to have fun. But if you want to find out, how to cure cancer? Stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you gotta do something that'll like be that. later in the video. Yeah, you stay tuned, and you, uh, you know, show you we how to give eat. you the secrets to comedy. <laughs> how All to write of them. Sixty minutes of jokes in two days. But uh, tell people where to find you on socials, man. Uh, DavidGriffinComedy.com is the website. Link to all my social medias on there. Um, Coffee and beignets is the podcast I do with my wife. You know what we talk and we say things and we be funny and we say more stuff and that you know that's how we do it yeah. so you can find me at lionelharris.com my namesake there's links to all the social at joker day podcast i made a tiktok and deleted it the same hour i might make one again <laughs> uh but right now on the socials at joker day podcast lionelharris.com you can find the links shows all that we appreciate y'all Thank you. Um, hopefully we'll see you again for season two. Bye. <laughs>